slap it back on. Let's slap it on. Slip slap it on. Yep, let's do it. Welcome to the Scratcher, Nick. Thank you very much, Brian. Welcome to the Scratcher. I'm so very pleased to be here. I'm going to get a bit closer to this. Oh, yeah, just scoot. I'm just going to scoot this a little bit closer. There we go. Just scoot it in. Just makes all the difference in the world to just scoot that in nice and gently. There we go. So I think the first, uh, as the first order of business, I want to make sure we discuss is that, and it's sort of a failure on my part mm-hmm. too. So mm-hmm. I just have to own up to it. Thank you. For, um, thank you for taking ownership of this failure, Brian. I'm intrigued to know what it is. I, I'm trying to be a, a professional, um, big person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, last time we talked, you asked me what a Brillo man is. Yes, I did. And Ryan, did you know what a Brillo man was? Are you been holding out on me? I looked it up. Can't nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. I researched. I did a decent amount of research. Couldn't tell you what a Brillo man nope. is. No idea. No. Nope. I searched Brillo man paranormal. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. What about non-paranormal? See, I should have looked that up. <laughs> there we go. You've really screwed the pooch on this one, Brian. So if anyone out there knows what a Brillo man is, please somehow just contact us and let us know because I can't find out what a Brillo well, man I'll, is. Well, I'll tell you who knows what a Brillo man is, Brian. The owner of... Zachy B. Zachy B, but more importantly, the owner of Stardust Ranch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which kind of like in in looking for that, I just ended up crossing, kind of just crossing back over some more information about that. Mm-hmm. Please do. Um, and... There was a New York Post article about Stardust Ranch. Oh, you know it's good when the New York Post are um, so That's it. how you know it's really good. Um, where they had lifted some photos from his um, Facebook, and it was just like sorry, a bloody floor. Just to stop you, <laughs> whose Facebook? The owner of the Stardust Ranch? The owner of Stardust Ranch. Okay. And was that, um, presumably, that was that was gray, gray blood. So he said that was his blood. <laughs> Oh, it was his blood. But it was literally was it, it was like a, was he was he messing around with that? It was sam- the samurai was sword. he messing around with it? Yeah. It was literally like it was a concrete floor mm-hmm. with like smeared blood all over yeah. it. And then just the samurai sword like lying amongst it. So that was Brian, if you're gonna mess around with a samurai sword, you've got to expect accidents. Yeah, yeah. And I actually did I did my due diligence. I clicked through, which did bring me to his Facebook page, which I think I need to like dive into a little bit more. This could, this, but I'm feeling I'm feeling a deep dive of this gentleman's Facebook page. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely worth worth a dive because um, there seem to be a lot of photos of dogs, which is pretty normal. Sure. But then again, there's also amongst the photos of dogs, there's just a uh, bloody concrete floor. A severed hand. A, yeah, okay. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. There's also there's a really good uh, bit in that New York Post article that it, here. This is the quote it said. He's talking about the gray aliens. He says, uh, they actually levitated my wife out of the bed sure. in the master chamber and carried her into the parking lot and tried to draw her up into the craft, he mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And then followed up with a quote of, this is why I want to move. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole New York Post article was about him trying to sell it. Yeah. It seems like a very weird pitch. I think overall. A couple of, couple of takeaways from this. He owns a parking lot. Apparently, I guess the the ranch you gotta you have to have somewhere to por- park all the, the trucks, horse, the horse, horse trucks, horse manure trucks, and okay, 
Um, and two, that explains mm. the handcuffs. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep, 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 Explain. yep, yep. Um, now, some would say going on a nationally syndicated cable show that is showing the great terrors of your house is not the wisest um, angle to go for when you're trying to sell this place. Yeah, that's that's the weirdest thing. That like the 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 sort of vibe I got from reading this New York Post article is that this guy is like he's kind of trying to make a, a case to sell this place. So what I'm getting from this is I think this guy's doubling down. He's going for some big. Yeah. He's going for like some. Chi- he's going for like Chinese money. He's going for like. So in soccer, yeah, in soccer, everybody is looking for either their club to get bought by a big Chinese corporation, or if you're Mm. really lucky, you'll get one of those Gulf states, like the actual state will buy your soccer club, okay? So I'm thinking he's going big. He's making a big pitch. He's looking for that Gulf money to come and swoop in and buy it, which I kind of think, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm saying this flippantly, Brian, of course I am, but... That is what happened if I, now correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not sort of what happened with the original and best, the Coca-Cola of all the haunted ranches, Skinwalker Ranch? Did that not get bought by like a billionaire? I probably did. That's, I think, I think you're, this is a good assessment where he, he is not, he doesn't want just an individual to buy this place. He thinks there's, he's, he's realized that there's There's, gold in these hills. Exactly. And that gold, you know, is the slain corpses of gray aliens. Yeah. Uh, known known for their gold nugget blood. What? Let's think back on it. What is in that place, Brian? Slain corpses of gray aliens, shadows, mm-hmm. brown mists. Who's who is not going to pay top dollar for that brown mist? Yeah, maybe not. I don't think. I think he's identified. He's skipped over. He's like, no individual is going to buy this place. No, but this could be like the next, you know, yeah. Dollywood. Exactly. Something exactly. Like that. Yeah, if, you know, people just wanted to get mildly spooked. Not mildly spooked, mm-hmm. that's that's not fair, but... It's a pretty hard spook, I'd say. It's a pretty good spook, but, um, well, if that fella who actively wanted to be abducted is anything to go by, there's plenty of people who'll be willing to go up in them yeah. darn hills and wait to, be, wait to be sucked up into a mothership. I think, yeah, absolutely. I think also, too, like, maybe that guy... If he had the means, he would be one of the, the people to purchase it. Maybe it is. It's even if he wants to sell it to an individual, mm-hmm. it's like no normal person is going to buy it. So he's he's got to like he's got to skip over the normal real estate exactly. sort of grind and process. He needs to. That that's just that's just a hurdle that's going to get in his yeah, way. He's going, no one's going to buy. He's it. going big. He's going big. Yeah. He's got to reach out to the crazies. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to he's got to make it known mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I think we figured that out. I think, so. I think that's pretty. Well, I'm glad we covered that, and thank you to the New York Post for um, furnishing us oh, with God. this story. I took the thing. The thing that I always, my favorite thing about the New York Post. Um, I guess I take less notes of it now. I don't live in New York, but it's the one mm. publication I've ever seen um, that is quickest to use the term "tot." Mm-hmm. <laughs> the headlines are always about a tot. Mm-hmm. tiny tiny tot struggles for well they're usually a bit dark they're usually like mm-hmm. tiny tot in train carriage smash tot 
<laughs> no, I think that's when I was like, Tot vanishes in middle of the, in, in Tot vanishes in City Park. Crocodile scene nearby. That kind of, you know, that vibe. It's always yeah. about a tot. They will never, <laughs> ever, when you can, when you could use the word child, they're, <laughs> they're going to eschew that. They're not going to, they're not going for that. They're going to tot. Always a tot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know what, now that you've, now that you say that, I've totally seen. You have seen multiple headlines. You have seen multiple tot <laughs> headlines. I guarantee you have. Yeah. It's just a oh, busload of tots yeah. careens over. Exactly. <laughs> And the thing is, Cliff and, and the problem is, you walk past that little that signage of that, or you walk past them, and yes, it says careers over Bolivian cliff edge. You're going to have a chuckle mm-hmm. to yourself because there's the word "tot" has been used. You can't help it. You're only human, Brian. It softens the blow. It does. A little bit, I guess. It does. It does. Anyway, just a wee bit. Anyway, I'm digressing, <laughs> but that was just always my favorite. No, I think that's that's always my favorite aspect of the New York Post. Always a tot involved. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's just like a preference of the editor. Maybe it's like the guy who writes the headlines. It's just one of those words that sticks, yeah. sticks in his brain, exactly. his or her brain. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, and I tell you what, he would like in Britain. I don't even know if they still sell them. Like a little candy you would give to little kids: jelly tots. A jelly tot. A jelly tot. What is that like? It's like a mildly flavored, sugar-covered little round disc of fruit flavored jelly you get them in a little bag hmm. it's like a starter candy because you know the little kids need to start somewhere with the sweets so you know we'll give mm-hmm. them a jelly tot start so they can build up is it it's a soft candy it's a very soft candy brian okay yeah, yeah. very malleable candy i thought at first you're talking about like a jolly rancher oh no 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 that would no. be madness no, no, brian no 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 no. Those things are rock hard. They are. I was quick, say, that's, that's nothing. Quick question for you, Brian. What is the best flavor of Jolly Rancher? There's only one. Uh, watermelon. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> okay. That's that's hotly contested, though. Sometimes people get people will get pretty angry about that. Quite right, too. But um, it's always been interesting to me because in no other – like, I, lo- I like watermelon. I love it. Love a slice of watermelon. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Come on, let's be honest here. But every other like synthetic product that is flavored with watermelon, for my money, is absolutely disgusting. Horrible. I'm not going anywhere near it. But the Jolly Rancher is absolutely delicious. They figured out the right sort of uh, like triggers and brain chemical things they going have. off. The boffins, yeah. the boffins at Jolly Rancher have absolutely nailed that one. They've done it. Mm. Mm-hmm. The chemical, the chemical engineers yeah. and and scientists yeah. have got it all figured out. They have, yeah. Isabel once bought a watermelon drink, like a really natural watermelon drink, and I don't know if we left it around or it was just old. But when it came around time to me to drink it, she had left it. I think she'd gone out, and I was like, Oof, "This so opened it gave gave a bit of a fizz, a bit more of a fizz oh, than no. you would expect." But she wasn't really there. I think she'd had hers, left me one in the fridge. I don't know what happened, but I opened it, had a little swig, and it was like, this can't, this, is this, is this the drink? And I kind of battled through about half the bottle being like, no, this, okay, this is, oh. A bottle battle? Bottle battle. It was a real good old-fashioned <laughs> bottle battle. And by the time I'd gone through about half of it, she came home and was like, what is that smell? 
what the fuck is that smell? Oh no. And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, and then given a sniff around the apartment and was like, did you, did you drink this? Yeah. I mean, it was here, you know? Yeah. So I was all right. I was all right. You just had a little bit too much of the stinky juice. I had too much stink juice. Similarly, Isabel has a great story of a friend of hers uh, when she was at college who her friend Samuel um, was living at home, was lived at home with his parents, but they didn't see Samuel for a couple of days. And then they finally heard from him. And Samuel had been playing football, he'd been playing soccer, and had come mm-hmm. home and was like, oh, I'm starving. What'll I have? Oh, I'll have a bowl of cereal. Got himself a bowl of cereal, poured himself out his milk, had a bite, and was like, oof, well, this tastes a bit off. And instead of saying, this tastes a bit off. I think I'll just, I think we'll leave that. We'll have something else. Maybe have a little bit of toast here. He, oh. he doubled down, got the sugar out, just just gave himself a couple of, oh. couple of spoonfuls of sugar, ate the whole bowl of cereal. And then about half an hour later was like, oh, no, 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 no. Not feeling good. Samuel ended up in hospital, was in hospital for like two days. Turned out, the bottle of milk he had to, he had he had taken out of the fridge was a was a science experiment of his little sister, who was specifically leaving a bottle of milk to ferment in the fridge. I don't know for I don't know what the I don't know what the science was behind it. I don't know what she was trying to ascertain. Samuel poured himself an amazing huge bowl of fermented fermented stink water. Yeah, Ugh. ended up in it's probably like more more cheese than milk at that. Yeah, point. exactly, exactly. Spectacularly ill. So well done to him. Oh. Um, similarly, I wasn't that ill. There we go. I wasn't that ill. Um, That's and good. just and just to round this off, Brian. This is mm-hmm. good things always comes in three, and I think we can all agree this has been an absolutely cracking little selection of stories <laughs> here for me. Everybody's <laughs> absolutely lapping this up. But similarly to the the watermelon water, I once bought Isabel a kombucha. Now I'm a very big fan of the kombucha with chia seeds in them. I, like, I was gonna. I, like, I was gonna bring up kombucha ooh, there. I like to slurp them down. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Absolutely love it. And I had bought her a kombucha with chia seeds. Brought it to her. Uh, she she when she was doing a PhD, she had an office with five other people. So she had this bottle of kombucha. I don't know. Again, I don't know if she had opened it or um, it had been banged. But she'd left it on her table, her little office table. Left the room. The rest of the people in the office started to hear this fizzing sound mm-hmm. and we're like what what's that is that the kombucha sort of one of them one of her friends went over to investigate it was like yeah that is i think i'll just i think i'll just go, screw this top on or maybe he was going to try and unscrew whatever he did he basically had the equivalent it was like stepping on a landmine he went over he was oh, like, yeah. i'll just go boom <laughs> the top flew off and a fountain of kombucha sprayed into the air went so high hit the roof chia seeds on the roof brian the the addition of cheese because like i mean i've had a kombucha explode on me but the addition of chia seeds just seems like because like they're kind of they're little small you know globule type things it's probably just everywhere everywhere absolutely everywhere i love kombucha though i'm a a big fan i'm a big fan big fan Big fan myself. Yeah. I've heard I've heard people describe it as tasting like ass. I couldn't. Yeah, some people don't like it. It's absolutely delicious. 
Yeah. But it is, it's similar. What were we, we talking about last week? I forget what food, but sometimes if you smell it and you can't see it, mm. it's like something's, there's something around that's off okay. a bit. Okay. But, but then surely you would have to be pouring. I mean, nobody's pouring themselves a glass of kombucha, are they? I mean, when I'm having kombucha, it's very much in a bottle. I'm out and about. I'm not really getting the smell mm. coming up that much. Is somebody, I pour it into a glass. You're classy. You're classy. You're yeah. Just, yep. When I have it at home, I because yeah. we order some sometimes, so I just pour it in a little glass. Fair enough. Okay, I'm not judging. Yeah. I'm not judging. Okay, Brian. Oh, no, no need. Don't judge my kombucha habits. No need to get minty, Brian. Okay. I'm feeling minty. Mm. What are we drinking there, Brian? Okay, coffee. Mm. You know what it is? It's this this uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel jittery. Jittery, jittery is heck. Yes. I don't know what it is. Jittery is heck, but with none of the flavor. This one's pretty packed full of flavor because oh. we get the the ground coffee itself. So it's not like I went out and get it. Got it. I mean, look at oh, this. I love that mug. You should just. It's one of my favorite mugs. It's got a lobster it's on. Got it. a lobster, a little lobster house, yeah. and has it got a location on there? I can see some writing. Um, I think that's just the company. It says Alpine. Ooh, Brian, I love that mug. It's my favorite. This is probably my favorite mug. Yeah. Now, Brian, let me tell, let me ask you something. If somebody came mm-hmm. into your house and you gave them a cup of coffee in that mug, and they mm-hmm. took a fancy for that mug. Mm-hmm. And they said to you, oh, I love this mug. Could, could I have this mug? How would you react to that? This one, I would say 100% no. Yeah. That's a hard no for now, me. Back me up here. That is the action of a psychopath. Yeah, that is, that is, um, I think that's like a, an, a type of a, an aggression. That's like, it's a slow buildup that it's a person who has psychopathic tendencies mm-hmm. sort of pushing their, um, they're, they're finding out what the boundaries are and seeing how they can push you I, a little bit. I, that's, that's how I would take I, that. I could not agree more. Now, the reason I, te- I, I ask you this is because this very incident happened to me. <laughs> Can you believe this? We had some friends come and stay with us. Now, one of my, I don't have it here with me right now, but one of my favorite mugs is a Mexican Loteria mug. Do you know the Loteria? You've probably, you must have seen them around. Have you seen them? It's like, um, it's like these old fashioned pictures, kind of like obviously drawn in like the 20s. And it's like little lottery cards. They almost look like sort of tarot cards, but they've got different, there's like yeah. a mermaid, there's like a fish, there's mm-hmm. a skeleton. And then you do like, the, like a, a little lottery game. Anyway, it's a classic mug. It's a much admired mug. We had some friends come and stay with us, and I'm not I'm not going to name them, Brian. But one of those friends on the morning that they left, well, they didn't ask me directly because it is technically my mug. Isabel mm-hmm. came to me shamefaced and said, "Insert beep here. I'm not going to say her name. I've, I've just revealed it to her. Anyway, she said this person is wondering. I mean, and she was looking at me. Her eyes were darting around mm-hmm. and saying like." Please pick up on this. Don't go along with this. They want the mug. But she was standing next to Isabel. And Isabel saying, eyes darting, terrified look on her face. She, she wants the mug. Can she have the mug? And I was so shocked and take, taken aback that I think I dealt with it actually very well because I just exploded. Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You'd leave nothing to question. Nothing to question. And Rightfully so. Yeah, right. I think rightfully so. You've got to put that person in their place. Like that's the that's the that's the 
that's the workings of a madman. A mad that person. is great. That is, I, I mean, I would be flabbergasted. And I'll tell you how we know we're dealing with a real sociopath here. Mm-hmm. Didn't miss a beat. She was just like, oh, well, okay, but I do really like it. It's like, yeah, I'm on to you. Right? I, I mean, really, I mean, I would take particular offense to it because I do love, I love my mugs. I'm, I'm, a, not, I'm a big mug guy. But, and of course, of course you are, Brian. Of course you mm-hmm. are. That lobster mug just backs that up. But exactly, I take that, that's a personal offense. My mugs are basically curated works of art. You know, oh yeah, that's how I that's how I look at it. There's there's no loose mug in there. Every mug mm-hmm. has a part to play in that cupboard. Yeah, yeah. There's it's it's like a just removing one could come. It just throws everything off. It's it's a house of cards. It's all going to tumble yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Because you've, you've got um, specific sizes. I've got a mug that's a mug for my first cup of tea. I've got a mug that's the mug for the first cup of coffee. I've got a bigger mug for the afternoon coffee when you need a bit more of a pump up you know afternoon tea night they're all there they're all there the night mugs the morning mugs i'm usually split between night mugs morning mugs Mm, mm, um mm. usually i use the more sort of generic looking ones at night because it's they're less visually stimulating so it doesn't get me sometimes i'll just i'll look at a pattern on a mug and it just the, the the possibilities just start to swirl around in my head and I'm, and I'm up all night. Mm, mm, mm. Of course they do. Of course yeah. they do. Yep. I did. Just I, like I, throws I, me into a tizzy. I, I had, I had uh, uh, an incident the other night where I was, I woke up, the banshee was knocking around the house. It was a welcome by mm-hmm. the banshee. Got back into bed at about four. A by right should have gone to sleep. Couldn't get to sleep. And you know what I realized? It was the mug. Mm. And also possibly the cup of tea I'd had in that mug at 10.30 at night. But anyway, caffeine and a jazzy mug racing around the old body. Yeah. 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 I mean, we all know the effects of caffeine, but I mean, I, I wouldn't deny the, you know, sort of the the visual stimuli mm. that, a, that a sort of like, you know, a crazy mug can have. And it's the way that they've, on the brain. well, it's the way they've given out recommendations about the use of phone phones before going to sleep. Very similar effect. Mm-hmm jazzing up yep. the brain the old mug and getting all kind of getting all rattled yep i look at this lobster and this little fishing shack mm. too soon before i go to bed i'm not going to bed you're just thinking about lobsters all night long i can't i honestly for the the listeners just i think brian we, i might even have to ask you to post that on the twitter feed it is a <laughs> it is a handsome mug it's my favorite mug i've had it for like I probably had this mug for eight or more years now. And, and here's, the, here's the difference between me and the psychopath. I see you in that mug, Brian. And do you know what I feel? Mm. What's that? Happiness. <laughs> it makes me happy. It makes me happy to see a man in his mug. It's sort of union. Yeah. I don't want to take that mug yeah. off you. I want you to have that mug. Enjoy that mug. Yeah. It's, it's, part, of, it's part of my life, yeah. you know. And it blends very well. It's a, it's a, it's a melding of man and mug. <laughs> The the other aspect I was going to say is that as like, you know, I would take particular offense to the, the mug thing, but then also just the idea of going into someone's house and then pretty much like, can I have that? Yeah. Like that is, that's literally like something out of like a, I don't even know. That's like um something from like meet the parents or something. It's like one it's of those movies. The only, the only thing I've ever heard that compares to that. 
I remember hearing a story about, so it must be the queen's grandmother. I think it was the queen's grandmother, maybe her great grandmother. I think the queen's grandmother. I forget. I think she was Mary. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So they used to, they, they would tour around because they're basically, you know, just rich, posh people. And they would just go around yeah. the rich, posh people's houses. And apparently she was notorious, absolutely notorious for going around people's houses when she would stay for the weekend or whatever. And she would say, ooh, that's a very nice little ornament. And what that meant was, you have to give me that ornament. That's now fine. Mm. If she saw, but literally anything, this 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 woman wouldn't stop at anything. Bits of furniture, pieces of art, little ornaments. Apparently, she was had a particular a particular penchant for like what my grandma would call a borzoi dog, a little ornament of a dog. But these were okay. like very expensive ones. So the, what I heard this in reference to was somebody was talking about. Some very some rich person who owned a big house was saying that their grandparents, before she would come and visit, would literally be like, "Hide the stuff, hide the stuff, quick, 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 quick. get it all, all the nice stuff in a box, hide the shit, put the nice stuff away," because you never knew when she was going to say, "Like, oh, that's a fairy layer claim to it." Oh, I like that. And you basically had no choice. It's not like could I have this? It was more I'm having this nightmare. That's that, that. That's the only equivalency I've ever I've ever heard to that. To coming in and just saying, "I like this. Can I have it?" Now, if, for instance, somebody was in your house and they were greatly admiring something, and you were like, "Well, I like it," but you know, you'd be like, "Here, here. You know what? You have this. This is for you. Got a little present for you. Check your bag. I've put something in there. Just a little something. 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 Okay. You know. Okay." But to flat out ask for it, my God! Well, actually, that's that's what I was going to ask ne- next. Which is actually worse, the flat out asking, or sort of like what you described, where maybe the person greatly admiring something is actually slowly, like rather than flat out asking, mm. they're planting the seed mm. in your mind, mm. and it's a little it's, that's because that's kind of manipulative too, it's very manipulative. in a way. It's like one is one is flat out and yeah. is it would absolutely like blow my mind yeah. if it happened. But if someone's planting the seed mm-hmm. and sort of slowly, like you know, over the course of one or two days, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that might be a tactic that works a little bit more. That actually might be a little bit more like conniving. Absolutely, absolutely. but one is insane. The other one is the one is exactly the one is. Mi- pure manipulation well they're both manipulation mm-hmm. they're just different yes. they're just they're just different branches of the same stick it's just yeah but the brass neck of her the brass neck brian it's bold i'll oh, say that that is it was, that is bold it was a tip of the hat to you but absolutely not mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the only way to deal with these people it's to just you, you got to be bold back you got to bat them mm-hmm. back yeah <sighs> absolute nightmare Hey, Nick, I'm sorry that happened. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's still, it still rankles with me. I can't lie. Yeah, that, that would stick with me for a lifetime. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. But here's my plan. Next time we go and visit them, I'm going to pull that shit on them. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to see like if... Yeah. I'm going to see how... If they have like a, maybe like a, one of those little egg holders. Yeah. You know, the little egg stands, maybe maybe they've got one of those and you can lay claim to that. Exactly. Maybe it will have a sort of jaunty little rooster on it. 
Yeah. Here, why don't we, why don't you take it up a level? What if you go in, you demand that they cook you a hard boiled egg. Yes. And then once they deliver it to, to you, whether that's on a plate or something, you finish the hard boiled egg mm-hmm. and then be like, you know, I really like this. Maybe it's a plate. Maybe it's one of those little egg stands. Yeah. I'm going to do it. So you just sort of, it's like an arms race in a way. Exactly. And also it's saying, I see what you did and now I'm going to raise you and you're going to know, and you know what is going on. They know, they know what's going on. They know, they know, they know, they know, they know. I don't want the egg cup. I'll just throw the egg cup in the trash can as soon as, or maybe even just, maybe even leave it in there. Like, you know, like the, um, the wastebasket in the bedroom or something like that. Don't mm-hmm. even pack it, leave it in their house. So they find it. So they know that I'm just like, I don't fucking want this shit. That's, requesting it and then leaving it behind yeah, yeah. Just, that is- just to say yeah or just leave it or i tell you what leave it on their pillow that's maniacal yeah. i think that's absolutely that's that goes even beyond yeah. just being bold that's that is uh yeah. that is the action mani- of a real psychopath yeah, yeah that would be yep it's like gaslighting yeah. type stuff it is it is much like once actually i'm not I'm, i was gonna say I was going to say much like in this group of friends, oh, I'm making, I'm, I'm getting, this is all getting clearer. This person is it's going to come back to this person. Anyway, we have this group of friends, friends of Isabel's from university. I'm not saying which one it was that did the cup, but another one from this group, we went to stay with them in her house in Montreal. Now she had a French boyfriend at the time. It was his house. We were staying in there. We went to bed and next to the bed, Brian, there was a dead ptarmigan. A ptarmigan? What a is ptarmigan? a ptarmigan? It's a little Arctic, a little Arctic bird, a little white, fluffy Arctic bird. Ptarmigan. Okay. Ptarmigan. I think it's. I think you spell it with a P. I think it's PT. I think it's a bit like a pterodactyl, a ptarmigan. It's a little fluffy bird. Anyway, in winter they go white. I don't know if they're white all the year round, but they must be white all year all, all the year round. I'm looking it up. Okay, I so, get it. It was like a grouse. I like a grouse exactly. A there grouse, was a okay. little dead white ptarmigan on the nightstand we were sleeping in his bedroom he'd very kindly given us a bed uh, isabel and i were like what the fuck like it'd be obviously been shot but just left there like what the f- like what does this message like what are we being told here like what what is, is he gonna like i don't know what's gonna happen what's gonna happen in the night and we turned around and there was the boyfriend he was French, bearing in mind. And his friend, who was a Quebecois, who was a, a French Canadian, if you will, mm. absolutely fucking killing themselves laughing in the doorway, pointing at us, just laughing it up. But it was one of those things where people are like laughing it and it's all a big joke. But we were both just like looking at them like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like what? Because it wasn't even, it was like that thing of when it happens, you're like, "What? I don't know what's going on. Like, what am I supposed to make of this? What is this? What is this? And they were laughing. And it turns out it was just the old, the famous French sense of humor. I was going to say, is this like, was it some it sort of... It was just, it was just a real... Ho- they were just having a hoot, nanny. His friend, True Quebecois, had been oh. out hunting, had shot this thing, had come home, and they were just like, I don't know what we're going to do this. I know what we're going to do. They're going to fucking love this. This is hilarious. They'll love this. We'll pop it on the bed. Yeah? That'll be hilarious. <sighs> it's like this, like, 
maybe maybe I'm generalizing, but it is this like prankster yeah. type of yeah. humor, right? Yeah. I feel like that's a cultural humor thing with I feel like that is very French, French right? Very French. Just yeah. terrible sense of humor. Just an awful, <laughs> awful jokes. Oh it's just like I feel like a lot of it is based around pranks, right? The French, the French, listen, the French have their thing going on for them. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love France. I, I like the French very much. One of my best friends here in San Diego is what I like to call a Frenchman, a lovely mm-hmm. fella. The French have their thing going on for them and they know what they do and they do it very well. But funny they ain't. <laughs> aren't clowns though? Aren't, isn't that a big thing? Do you think clowns are funny? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I guess, I guess you're right. Um, I take it back. The French, they have their thing, but they're, and I'll tell you what the French are not as well. The French are not cool. I have never met a legitimately cool French person. And I like the French very much. My parents lived in France for 10 years. They do what they do well. They're an attractive Mm -hmm. people. They sure are. Their language, what a language. Wonderful, beautiful. Beautiful I would love to be able to speak French. Their food, amazing. Wonderful language. A very sexual people. Listen, it's all to be... It's, it's all to be um, commended. I love it. But they ain't cool and they ain't funny. <laughs> I don't make the rules, Brian. I don't make the rules. <laughs> there it is. I've said it. It's out there. It's, it's there. in the ether now. And you know, See, I can't, I can't even like weigh in on it because I'll just sound like a uh, – I've never lived in France. I've never been to France. So I would be really – would that be considered – I'd be casting aspersions there, right? Brian, here's the thing. This is your podcast. You can cast away. <laughs> I don't actually – the The only thing when I think of like that sort of sense of humor is um, if you remember from the Vine days, what's his name? Oh. It's like the, oh, the most uh, – Yes, the world's worst person. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't even remember his I name. I remember his name, but the slapstick Vines – like yeah, but sort of like that's ag- sort of what like I equated ag- like aggressive pranking. Yeah, it's like it's and it's you know to be honest, I'd say that probably there's it's kind of in American culture as well, like quite a bit is the. But I don't think it defines. I don't think it defines American culture. I don't think it defines like American sense sure. of humor. Yeah, because that's yeah. That, that's just like everywhere. Every listen, I'm not saying that, for instance, like. Oh, in Britain, everybody has a wonderful, sophisticated. No, there's terrible humor. There's terrible people yeah. doing terrible comedy. But the flip side to that, there is amazing humor. America, of sure. course, there's terrible sense of humor. That's just the way it is. There's awful people, but there's also amazing people doing amazing things. Very true. I, I've I've never seen that with the French. <laughs> never. But as I say, Brian, as mm. I say. I've never had a truly wonderful American cheese. Okay, right. I've True. Had, I've had good cheese, but I've never had. A, I've had. I've never had a startlingly good American cheese. Mm. And that's, and that goes for Britain as well. I'm not. I'm not denigrating American cheese. British cheese. There's cheese that I love. I've never had one that has made me, mm. you know, bring me to the point of orgasm. I have had that in France. Fran- yeah, French cheese. Mm. 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 We used to go. I used to, stay, I used to go and stay with my parents. Over the summer, we'd go for two weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. Famously, one stayed there for four months to help them build it. That's another story. The house, that is. 
the haunted house, if we all remember from a previous episode. I do remember. But literally, I would go for two weeks and I would, a rough guess, I would say I would put on about 16 pounds in weight over a two weeks. Just cheese weight? Cheese weight, pork weight. <laughs> oh, where they live. They, they used to live outside of Toulouse, uh, which is what I like to refer to as duck country. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, Conf- Confrat with ducks. Ooh. Confit du canard. Brian. <laughs> if you ever had a confit du canard, it's a duck leg. It's slowly cooked in duck fat for about four hours. So the meat is just falling off the bone, but that's not it. That's not the end of the situation. You then take that leg out, you put it in a jar, you fill up that jar with the duck fat, you put on the lid, you leave it for a couple of months. Then you bring it back. Then you fry that leg in more duck fat. And with that, you have a side of potatoes cooked in the duck fat, Brian. Oh, that, that sounds wild. And if you've ever cooked with duck fat, see what duck fat does, it gives you the flavor, but it gives a lightness. It's not heavy mm-hmm. fat. Oh I've my had, God. Uh, I've had duck fat fries. That's mm. probably like the only sort of yeah. thing. And that was just sublime. Like almost like a Belgian style like fry with, with duck fat, which was really good. Brian, did we ever go? Yeah, we must have. Because when we would go to the original scratcher, we would go mm-hmm. to, did you ever come with me when we got pommes frites in New York? Do you remember yes. pommes frites? Yep. Do you know what happened to pommes frites? No. Pommes no. frites blew up, Brian. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole corner of what must be 2nd Avenue and 7th Street or 8th Street, it fucking blew up, Brian. The whole oh, corner. Yeah. It took out like a like a, like an Asian restaurant. I say Asian because it was like one of those New York restaurants that isn't specific to one Asian country. Does Korean food, Japanese food, Chinese food. We're just an Asian restaurant. So that restaurant, and then Pommes Frites was next to it. The whole fucking corner of that building blew up, came down, brought the whole building down. I think now that you mention it, I think it was like a gas explosion. Gas explosion, yeah, in the restaurant. Remember this. Took out the whole corner of the block. You know what? I think I forgot that... Pump, like you know what? I because I remember this this explosion happening, mm-hmm. but I don't think I knew that it was right where Palm Frites was. Bananas. Frites. We used to live two blocks from there, like absolutely bananas. That's nuts. Yeah. That's oh, I loved that. Yeah. Place. Thankfully, no. I think only, well, not thankfully, only one person was killed. But like one person was killed. But it was like yeah. like a miracle that nobody else was killed. One poor fucker was on a date went to the bathroom before leaving and the thing blew up. That's a nightmare. Nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Anyway, I'm digressing. <laughs> Pomfrey, the Belgian fries. Yes. Duck feet. Ooh, there is no greater, there is no greater potato product than the one cooked in, duck in a duck fat. In a duck fat. Yeah. Right. Agreed. It's, I, it is, it, it is like kind of a, it's one of those things where there's there's always like fancy versions of things where you know they'll they'll be you know call it the craft version or whatever of anything, but I would say it, with duck fat it's just it's a different mm. it's it it truly does fully upgrade the uh, the food elevates it elevate it elevates it yeah mm. yeah mm. what was amazing about where they used to live this is why I like the French so you would go to what would be referred to as a trucker's cafe trucker's restaurant middle of nowhere there's a shitty little restaurant like real crap like a trucker's restaurant what would you say like the 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 look and vibe of a trucker's restaurant there's big truckers you get a set menu it's maybe 10 euro what you get with that is amazing food an amazing confit du canal a little 
a little like what would you call it like a a thing of wine a carafe a carafe, a carafe there we go of wine very serviceable wine all for like 10 euros because the french won't accept bullshit food they've made cheap food delicious food the equivalent of that in britain would be like dog shit absolute <laughs> dog shit and people would be happy to eat it yeah i i can't say uh it'd be any different here a truck stop is not usually the best. It's usually where you get one of those hot dogs that mm-hmm. are on the spinning things. You're getting a slice of pizza or you're getting a hot dog. Yeah. Uh, underneath the uh, the hot lamp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under the hot lamp. And then that's about it. No. No, sir. No, yeah. Sir. The the thing I was going to say before, too, with the, the sense of humor, <clears throat> what it does remind me, though, of is the... It's just a prank, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, Where people do, they go and they'll do something egregious to someone. And then when that person gets upset, they are like, hey, relax. It's just a prank. It's just a prank. Where it's like literally like, I actually saw a very good, it was was a video in which there was retribution for this happening almost immediately where- Wonderful. It was a, a person like walking- on a sidewalk where they were crossing a street and someone came up right behind them with like, like, you know, like a horn yeah. one where you like squeeze the yeah. thing and they did it like right in the person's ear and the person like pretty much didn't react and then just like turned around and walked towards the person like very <laughs> sort of, and just like, like walked directly towards them and then smacked them. Just like, it was like, just like, like an open face, yeah. like smack right in the face, knocked this person's sunglasses off. Wow. But then that was it. It wasn't like they were yeah. going to fight this person. It was just like, hey, you just blew a, a horn in my ear. And so now I smack you in the face. And that's that's it. Yeah, that's, and that's a fair exchange. exchange. Over. Yeah, that's a fair exchange. I think I kind of think it was. Here's the retribution. <laughs> Actions have consequences. And here's the consequence yeah. for what you've just done. It's physics. I wish. Opposite reaction. I wish. Now, this, this French lad doing his vines, who was just <laughs> fucking worst. He would like <laughs> jump out at people on the sub, or like got to people on the subway. Uh, anyway, I, I I wonder. I mean, obviously, he was never going to put up any of his. Well, I'm, I'm doing quotation marks here. Fails. He's never going to put mm-hmm. any of those up on his Twitter. I would love to know if there was some real, like, if anybody. And it's New York. Somebody must have fucking done yeah. something to him. Well, you know what happened eventually too, <clears throat> and I was actually privy to this because I was working at the company where he was kind of like working for as well for a bit. And after a certain point, a lot of his stuff was completely staged. Of course it was. And it was just because then the, the way I like knew right away, cause it was actually after I had been working there, I started seeing these videos and all the people in the videos were people I worked with. Uh. So he would take people from their office jobs, set, set up these situations in like the subway or in parks but they were just like, they were literally people who were like account managers and, you know, um, yeah. Because it was, he's a phony. He was a phony. Yeah. Oh, my favorite instant was when Limmy, Limmy hated him. Limmy was very, oh, And there was a brilliant Gerard, his name is Gerard. Gerard, I remember that. awful, awful <clears throat> human being. And uh, Limmy, Limmy was, he had, Limmy had his iPad with me and was spitting on the video. And then, and then, and then the guy saw it and was like, hey, what the fuck, man? And then Limmy just did a video. It's like, oh, sorry, caught red-handed. And like, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I forgot about that. I remember seeing that video and being like, Phew. and that was like very early on of me watching Lemmy stuff too. Yeah. So it yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. even yeah. just in that moment, I was like, this is the guy for me. Yeah. This is the fella. Yeah. <laughs> this is him. Have you seen that Lemmy's now completely retired uh, yeah. from a foot? He's just doing Twitch. Yeah. He's like, he, they did like a little special. I kind of, I don't think I, I'm able to see it because it's like, um, I'd have to set up like a VPN or something to watch it. I have a very good VPN for you. Somebody Ooh. recommended me one. It's I can't remember the name of it. My friend sent it to me. I'll find it. I'll find it out. I can even tell. It's funny. We sound like a, a paid podcast. Exactly. Right exactly. Did you hear about this VPN? <laughs> I've got a good one. The though. VPN I use. I find it very hard to get VPNs that keep working with the BBC iPlayer. This is mm. it's a Britain abroad. It's very hard because they find out and they fuck you over. But my friend recommended a very good one for you, but I can't remember its name right now. But it's it just it works. It goes straight into Go- into Chrome, and then if you go to a site like the BBC, it just asks you. It's like, oh, do you want to go in? And it gives you one hour, and it's the only one that works, and it's great. Mm. Anyway, blah blah blah. Yeah, it's kind of an arms race. It's yeah. like where another arms. We were talking about yeah. or the uh, <laughs> the mug arms race. Now we're on to the VPN yeah, arms exactly. race. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Anyway, Brian, um, I've just realized we're coming up to a good chunk of time and we have not talked about one ghost. Well, you know what? Did, did we mention something? We mentioned the Brillo Man, which is somewhere We mentioned paranormal. the Brillo Man and we mentioned the demon. And I, that's right. I was promising a little bit. I was promising last week the tale of the Swiss man and his demon encounters. Oh, yeah. Let's, let, let's hear it. Let's jump straight into there. Well, let me tell you. When I, when I was living in Mexico... I, when I first went to Mexico, I did a one month intensive Spanish course at the UNAM University in Mexico City. Ciudad, what's it called? The, the Ciudad Universitario, Universitario, mm. I think is what we call it. The university city. So this is the biggest university in Latin America. It's like got 200,000 200, students. It's like a city in itself in Mexico City, which is already a big city, obviously. But like, for instance, the police cannot enter it because it's its own entity. Anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just painting a picture here. Mm-hmm. So I, did, yeah, I got it. So I, there we go. So I did a one month intensive Spanish course. Didn't speak any Spanish. Didn't speak any Spanish whatsoever when I went. So I was in Basic Uno, Brian. Even you, basic one. Mm, okay. I just could see you okay. confused. It's pretty. I know you're not such a Spanish speaker, so Basico Uno is it's tricky. Anyway, was in Basico Uno with a right ragtag selection of people. My favorites being they only only realized this later on. There was a couple of Chinese lads in there who said that their names. I didn't realize this at the time until someone pointed out to me Kong and Fu. Hmm. Hmm. Is that really your name, lads? Kong and Fu, it has to be said, were incredibly disruptive and were ended up throwing up, being thrown up, at, thrown out of the class after they tried to sell hardcore pornography DVDs to other classmates. <laughs> All right. There we go. That's right. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm digressing. On that course, uh, a good friend of it for my course was my Swiss friend, Metal Mickey himself. Uh, now, this is great. He said to me, he's called Mickey, Michael, Swiss mm-hmm. German. He says to me, First day we're talking, I said, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. He said to me, I said, what's your second name, Michael? Mikael, Mickey. I think I called him Mickey. Yeah. Uh, what's your second name, Mickey? He said, now to you, it would be very funny. And I said, come on. It's, I'm a, I'm a man of the world. It's not going, I'll be absolutely fine. 
second name. He said, okay, my second name is Steelhard. <laughs> and I have to admit, I did laugh out loud and did say, yes, I do find that funny. My, that is funny to me, Mickey. It is. It is. Mickey, Mickey Steelhard. He said, Mickey Steelhard. Oh, Mickey Steelhard. That's like a moneymaker. It's, oh, it's up there with moneymaker. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's up there with moneymaker. Anyway, Mickey, yeah. I haven't seen Mickey in years, but he was for a long time a very firm friend of mine. We carried on being friends after the course. He ended up staying in Mexico City. I ended up staying in Mexico City. Now, he had another Swiss friend of him. Swiss friend of him? I can't even speak. He had a Swiss friend who also had an amusing name if you speak Spanish. His name was Silas Thomas, which in Mexico literally means if he fucks them. (laughs) What? Yeah. Because it's C is like it. So it's like Silas Thomas. It's like if he fucks it. So like toma to take. It's like it's literally like Mm. if he takes them. But in the local vernacular, that's like you're saying, do you take them? Do you fuck them? Brilliant. Holy name. hell. Quality. Because wait, isn't now this is me remembering some Spanish. <clears throat> Toma is to take to drink or eat. Right? Yeah, exactly. But it could be it could be like to, it's just to take. So it could be exactly but you mm-hmm. specifically. Quiero tomar algo. Do you want to drink and like do you want anything to drink? Like do you want something to use mm-hmm. specific phrases? Uh right. So but then in just in the local slang, it just it it has its own yeah, it has its, its life. Yeah. It's like he fucks them. Anyway, that's a digression. But Silas Thomas, I've said his name, I hope he never hears this. Anyway, was a hell of a character. Um, uh, a habitual user of prostitutes, sex workers, sorry, used to just drop that into conversation as if we were all cool with that. And that's just something we all did when we were out and about on the town. Yeah, very bizarre chap. Anyway, um, also, the, 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 the nice thing about this, this is when he was living with his girlfriend, would just drop this into conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A real one of those friends. He was one of Mickey's friends um, who I think they've been friends forever. So it was like one of those Mickey would like give me a look like sort of sorry, sorry about this. <laughs> He's I've known him since I've known him since I was seven. So I can't, I, 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 I can't, I can't get rid of him. I can't get rid of him. But you should probably walk away from this. But anyway, one day we went out. We were drinking, and Silas told me all about the night. He let a demon prince enter his body. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time it was even like, what like like what are you even like what do you even mean? What? I was gonna say that's that is like it's one thing to have a ghost story. Yeah. Or a demon story or some sort of paranormal thing. But the specificity of that, it's, where it's almost like And not just a demon, Brian, a demon prince. A demon prince, because it's sort of it, it then supposes a sort of uh, a structure yeah. or hierarchy, yeah. Not a demon king, mm-hmm. a demon prince. How, like, how, one, like, how do you know he's a prince? Did he tell you he was a prince? What? So many questions. But yeah, he told It me. does, it really, it it calls, it, 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 it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. I was going to say, it definitely, <laughs> it, it presupposes a lot, mm-hmm. right? It presupposes that there's demons. Fair. Yeah. Demons have some sort of hierarchical structure. Mm-hmm. Three, uh, it was able to sort of identify itself to you as a, a prince or had some, or you as a person knew they were. Yeah. Sort of. 
Sorry. Anyways. Yeah. No. This worry. is make. This is my mind oh, is going mind. wild. Yeah, it's just going wild with the possibilities here. So he he talk, he was telling me, and it had happened like the previous weekend, and mm. I'm trying to think. He had once. So he told me about, he had been at home by himself. His girlfriend was out for the night. Um, he had decided not to hit the town, and uh, yeah, he was just having a drink at home when a demon prince entered the building. Mm-hmm. and he just gave him permission to enter his body and then he proceeded to tell me like about the the shenanigans of the next the preceding like four hours when he just careered around his house like a madman because he was possessed by a demon prince now nothing happened he didn't he didn't hurt anybody i don't think he left mm-hmm. the house but he had a hell of a time and then i think he had a hell of a time getting rid of the demon prince of course because as you do as you do and that this is this is bringing back another memory that he had told he had he then i don't know if he told me that night or if it was another night where he was telling me about him and his father had been in south america in the jungle and he had encountered another demon now i cannot vouch say for whether or not he had let him enter his body but there had been another demon encounter but this one was just more of a run-of-the-mill run not mill. part of the the royal not, family not, not an aristocratic demon just yeah. run-of-the-mill okay. the hoi poi yeah mm-hmm. Just a just an average PM, average Joe demon, an yeah. average blue collar Joe demon. That is wild. Yeah, that is. But dropped into the conversation, just you know. That is. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. To be honest, that's a demon prince. So wait, did did he go into detail about what he was doing while he was possessed? He was just. Did he? Like you said, he didn't hurt anyone, but did he like break stuff? Did he smash stuff? Was up. it like smash? He's like he had an episode, kind he had of an episode. Right. <sighs> yeah, he would just come straight out with these things, but it's the same way with his um, nocturnal shenanigans with uh, of the with the human flesh. He would just drop that into conversation, mm-hmm. and just tell you, yeah, just like just drop, drop it in there. Drop. Yeah, that, those those two things seem like two two sides of the same coin. Yeah, very much so. In a way. Very much so. In a way. Not much of a filter on the lad. <laughs> no, I would say not. No. No. Because usually, you know, if I was being possessed by a demon prince, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'd really tell people. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would tell people that. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense, Brian. But it just, it's, it's just funny. Because uh, having obviously been watching Ghost Adventures and this mm-hmm. thread really, I mean, you, you you've watched far more than I have. Um, so you already know about this consistent returning to demons. Mm-hmm. And it's the only other person. I've, I've never really heard a lot of demon chat. Never heard a lot of demon chat. And that was the only time that I'd really had somebody really going on about demons until I started watching old Saki boy um, and his obsession with demons. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely on about demons all the time. I think it is. I think it just depends on the person because I think some people will immediately default to demon stuff. Yes. Some people will be like, that's a poltergeist, something like that, you know? Alien. Alien. Alien, demon. Because exactly, because my middle of the night, uh, my go-to is poltergeist. Something Mm -hmm. falls off, something falls over, something is knocked over, I hear a sound, poltergeist! That's it. Which I think, to be honest, does come literally from viewing the movie Poltergeist. When I was about seven, far too young to be watching Poltergeist. Yeah. That movie is pretty wild. I actually, I like that movie a lot. I think it's like a good. um... Hell of a movie. I can't, I honestly, apart from like the standout moments, 
people disappearing into televisions. Um, I don't even remember what is going on. It's so long since I've seen it, what is going on with the television. I remember television's been a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Indian burial ground. Um, and also, did you have, I'm sure you must have, part of the whole poltergeist folklore at school was the story about the little girl from poltergeist dying. Mm-hmm. Now, how people would know this, I don't know. But the, 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 the rumor during the rounds at our school was that she was having a dream that she was falling but she didn't wake in the dream. She hit the floor and she died in the dream. Therefore she died in real life. Now there's as a, as a, as, as a grown up, there, mm-hmm. are, there, there are more questions uh, that need to be asked about that. Yep. That didn't strike me at the time as being unusual. How do we know this? <laughs> I was going to say, how do they know what she was dreaming of? I mean, I think that's it. I think that's just the main, I think that's, that's it. just it. Yeah. That's the nub. But I think she, she did die of kind of weird circumstances, right? Didn't that happen? Oh, I don't know. I know no more than the, I just, I've always t- taken it to be gospel truth that she was having a dream where she was falling and then she mm-hmm. didn't wake up, died in the dream. I've yep. looked into it uh, in more detail than that. Yeah. I think it's one of those movies they call like a cursed movie. Yes. Where all these weird things happen. Yeah. Um, now, much like The Exorcist, but I've never actually watched The Exorcist. I've been meaning to watch The Exorcist for years. Oh, Yeah. Isn't that another of the cursed movies? I think it is. Yeah, it's good. I like The Exorcist. Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> the um the other thing with Poltergeist too is that they this is like the I think this is even confirmed. It's not even like urban legend, but the scene in the pool where there's all the skeletons, mm-hmm. they're all actual human skeletons. There's all skeletons in the pool. Real ske- <laughs> skeletons. Skeletons. And they're real. Too many of them. So they got real human skeletons and put them in a pool. Yeah, put them in the pool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems that just seems like a recipe to get some sort of like angry spirits or the ghoul curses on you, right? Ain't gonna be happy. I wouldn't. I mean, actually, I wouldn't care. I really wouldn't care. Well, you would be. You'd be a skeleton, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like once I once I kick the bucket, put my skeleton now, in the pool. I don't care. I have a long standing wish for when i die Mm -hmm. i don't know if it totally comes together but i've always said to isabel i want to be buried Mm -hmm. or uh, ideally i'd like a a tree planted on top of me but i would like to be buried because i have the hope now i don't know if this is such a big thing in america in britain um in the late 90s early noughties or as you would say aughties there was a hell of a fashion for archaeological dig tv shows oh okay i am a huge fan of them and recreate, and, and that would come hand in hand with a recreation of the, you know, we would recreate the face of a 3,000 year old skull. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. That is, that is my. What they do with the clay? Yeah. Right? They start this, and exactly. Nowadays, mm-hmm. they just have a computer program that would give you a much more, I think, accurate face. But this is when we would get an expert and we would build up little sort of muscle strands on the face, and then we're covering it in clay, we're baking the head popping a wig on the resulting face. <laughs> I have a long-standing dream that in 3,000 years, somebody's going to do that to my face. Now, is that egotistical? Of course it is. Self-absorbed, yes. But I don't care. That's my dream, Brian. I want somebody to dig me up and to mm-hmm. recreate my clothes. Um, so jeans... Uh, sneakers and probably a hoodie, to be honest, is what they would have to come up with because, you know, that's how I roll, Brian. Yeah. Um, 
and recreate me. And I want them to pour over it, possibly put me in a museum, if at all possible. I love the thought of somebody poking around with my skeleton. So as you say, I would have no problems. I have no problems with this. None. Yeah. And I think even by the time we get to, I, I, I feel like 3000 years in the future, you know, if there mm-hmm. is, uh, if there still is an earth at this point, mm-hmm. um, or, and humans, but sure. I'll take here, that being the case. Brian, I'll take aliens digging me up. I'll take, Oh yeah. Robots. Aliens too. I'm fine with that. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I think we might even be into the territory of like hologram mm-hmm. type things where they could, they could like generate you as a, a figure pretty, pretty accurately. Yeah. Yeah. Like Michael Jackson doing his new shows. Yeah, exactly. Or a Tupac. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just want them to, uh, I just want them to just to put me, put me in the ground, and that's it. That's it. Just, just. Uh, Are you looking to be cremated? Dig a hole. You look. You just want to, or they just want to, like, put you in like a wheelbarrow, dig a hole, and just yeah, flop you in. In you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. I want the I want the uh the cardboard casket treatment where I just sort of break down, you know. What I like to call no frills. Yeah, no frills. No frills. There are there's cardboard biodegradable caskets and they just toss it in the ground. See exactly. But this this goes this is this I'm very very similar, very similar or a bag like some sort of cotton weave bag you can pop me in there. Yeah, just boop. I like the idea of a tree. I like yeah, the tree that's nice. sucking up my nutrients. Hopefully, yeah. picking the bones clean. I like the idea yeah. of the alien slash AI, whatever they are, having to like finding the skeleton, like a root system going mm-hmm. through the old bones. That's not going to be 3,000 years old. Are there any 3,000-year-old trees? I feel like there's like a 1,000-year-old. Yeah. Yeah? Um, the, uh, I, think it's, I think it's close to 3,000 or if okay. not 3,000. The, the bristlecone pine mm-hmm. is the oldest type of tree in the world where's that there's a bunch of them uh there's some in utah there's some in california i know there's a um, i know there's a terribly old tree in japan oh yeah who does i, I know it was yellow leaves come off him oh the ginkgo yeah. ginkgo tree yeah he's pretty old she probably a she to be honest but um, yeah um but i gotta say i think the united states has got the oldest tree there we go we got the uh those bristlecone pines bristlecone so i they just they just look like a shrub, kind of. They're, Do you they're... know if you can get those in the Home Depot? <laughs> yeah, I think they have them. Okay. okay, they're next to the the potting soil. Next to the next to the rosemary bushes in the potting soil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get the tiki torches and stuff there. Brian, I've got to right tell next you, to we've had a terribly difficult time with our rosemary bush bought from the Home Depot. It's just it's a losing battle over about seven months. It's just slowly dying back and dying back. You got aphids? No, but I'll tell you. On? I'll tell you what we do have in there. We've got a uh, freaking mantis. Ooh, that's cool though. I, got I a, like that. I got a picture of him the other day. Not on. He's moved from the road. He's he's actually abandoned chip from the rosemary plant. We inherited mm. this plant from our neighbors. That was like a stick, a dead stick, and we brought it to our front 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 yard. Been watering her, and she has blossomed into the most amazingly beautiful plant you've ever seen. I'll take a picture for you, Brian. But this lad has jumped from the rosemary bush over to there. I got a photo of him the other day. I'll send it to you if you want. I don't have to. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I love I love praying mantises. I cool. saw him, took a photo I'm of a big him, fan. and had to very excitedly but very quietly tell Isabel about it because Sophia was around and she does not like nature. <laughs> Terrified by it, in fact. 
I, I think remember. I remember the, uh, the, the, the raccoon. Raccoon. Very yep. similar situation. So this time I almost screamed out, oh my God, look at this. This is amazing. And then suddenly was had to dial it back and was like, no, no, mm-hmm. you'll terrify her. She'll never go out there again. They are, I mean, speaking, we were, we were talking about aliens. We, we, I guess we yeah. were talking about even aliens at the beginning. Uh-huh. I'd say praying mantises are, are up there in terms of like the closest oh. thing to like a, an alien we've got. And they are, they look at you. I took a photo and I swear to God, this mantis turned his gaze around to me and was mm-hmm. looking like dead eyeing me and was like, yeah, what do you want to do about it? What are we going to do here? Are we going to have ourselves a rumble? Yeah. A little, a little face off. Bring it on motherfucker. Yeah. 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 And to take this back to France, um, <laughs> to my parents' house in France, they used to have mantises, but fucking huge mantises, like big green feathers. Oh, yeah. This fella's just a little brown chap. They would have mm-hmm. massive green ones that flew. One hell yeah. Once flew into my bedroom at night, and I swear to God, I have never been more. T- it was the most terrifying. This of the haunted house, the ghosts have nothing on the incident where the frying frying mantis (laughs) flew into the bedroom. You have, you have, you think you've heard me screeching and hollering at ghosts in the room. Oh, nothing compared to me screeching as I sort of ran around the room looking for something to kill the mantis. And I feel bad because I should have tried to trap it. Um, But I guess that's really where you look in on yourself and you really find out about yourself uh, when a mantis flies in the room. And yeah, looking for something to to deal with this mantis. I don't mind telling you, the heart beating real fast. And it's very similar to an instance where I have said this before, you never know how you feel about birds until one flies into your house. Mm, you, find yeah, out, yeah. you find out a lot about yourself when you're trying to get a bird out of the house. <laughs> Let me tell you. I think I think I told you about this. It was, I think it was like when we were... Well, I think when we were both living in New York, this mm-hmm. happened where I came back into my apartment and I like, I walked in and I kind of heard this rustling sound uh-huh. and I look and there's just a pigeon oh, on top God. of my stove, oh. just like sitting on the stove top. Oh no. And it had just gotten into my house. It got into the window somehow. It like poked, it like poked its head through a hole and got in. And there was just a pigeon in my apartment. Well, I had to get know, him out. You don't know what that pigeon's been contaminating. Yeah, I know. That was I had to do some some uh, deep clean decontamination mm-hmm. after that. We even had um, as we used to always have the pigeons like on our like right on the windowsill, and they were like they were pretty loud. Mm-hmm. They're like they're 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 very loud. So we actually ended up buying this plastic owl that we that we, it was supposed to scare them away. Didn't really work. Didn't work. Yeah. That's another thing you could pick up at the Home Depot. They even got one that's it's solar powered and its head turns. It turns. Look its head that. just rotates a little bit. So, you know, it seems a little bit more real cuz I guess the I guess the pigeons have wisened up to it, to the ruse. My word. My word. What you damn pigeons shut up out there? Like cooing going on out there, huh? All this cooing, cooing out and there. flapping. Cooing and flapping. God damn it. I swear to God, I will come out there with my owl. Yeah, I'll tell you what the problem is, because who's ever seen an owl in New York City, Brian? Yeah, that's a good point. It's just not believable. It's just not. 
Although you know what you know what bird of prey though is in in New York City is the Peregrine Falcon. Yeah, Remember wasn't that? it on like the Barnes and Noble in Union Square? Wasn't that where there was a yeah. Peregrine Falcon? Well, because the whole deal is that they're like um, they're they're well they're the fastest animal on Earth. Just so you know. Wow. Uh, fi- fastest diving speed of any bird, any animal for that mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. I believe that they've been clocked at two hundred and seventeen miles an hour. My word! Just off that, look at that. He just pulls that out of his head. Just, like just saying that, but their uh, their sort of more natural environment is like they they kind of like craggy cliffs and stuff. That's where they nest, and they swoop through like canyons and stuff, and like you know snatch birds out of the sky. That's sort of like you know their their preferred method of, of hunting, and the the city uh, sort of just like New York City is actually like this perfect environment yeah. for them because they've got all the pigeons there. Yeah. But then the 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 buildings work almost like canyons in a way mm-hmm. where they get the thermal updrafts that kind of like come up and sort yep. of they're able to yep. coast and it just and it feels natural to them because it's it's sort of you know the structure is very similar to what they they used to live out in the wild and do you know why and do you know what else and that's why the pigeons are there because where is the natural environment of the pigeon brian it's cliff faces yeah it's yeah. exactly the same environment that's why there they're we both go there it's amazing it's amazing nature the amazons <laughs> which i always thought the meds were actually called the amazons when i first went i didn't realize it was you were supposed to pronounce it oh, the amazons the amazons the amazons i of course i'm a big mets fan brian mm-hmm. to be seen the Ooh. band the mets band the mets baseball team brian okay all right sorry oh, there's it. a band called Mets. i was wearing my mets cap well i've had more compliments um by rogue new yorkers in san diego um in my mets hat than you would care to believe brian i've had people stop in the middle of the road driving wind down their window and shout go mets <laughs> that's it that's all they say um um yeah i had a man who worked in the gap who said to me oh my god you must be from new york because why on, why on earth would anybody wear a mets cap if they weren't <laughs> from your i said well i'm not from new york but i used to live in new york and you can't support the Yankees. You have to support them. But you just can't come and arrive and support the goddamn Yankees. I just couldn't. Couldn't do it, Brian. Anyway, there we go. I'm digressing. with. This has become a gosh darn sports pod, Brian. That we should just change it to a sports pod. That's just strange. I think we, we talked about soccer at one point. We did. I'm sorry, football. Football. We were talking about the football t- uh, companies, corporations. Corporations. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Oh, just talking. We covered a lot of ground. We got yeah. birds corporations football maybe a ghost or two maybe a ghost or two i was just trying to just talking about the exorcist there the exorcist the exorcist it was reminding me of my brother and i once had a run-in a dinner run-in with a real life church of england exorcist brian what you would call an episcopalian minister the exorcist for his local area now maybe we should save that for the next pod i don't know how we're doing time wise we could we could hold it for the next pod because you know we also we had promised uh, some banshee talk which mm. we can I think we could save for the next episode but I I I definitely want to hear about this exorcist fellow because mm-hmm. um, also in particular because maybe maybe we could do some research into this because mm-hmm. maybe we could we can I've got I've got an idea here so there is a early episode of Ghost Adventures mm-hmm. in which they talk to a real life exorcist Ooh. and he is it's sort of just the wrap up mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of the episode um and he's quite the character okay um 
not even just in personality, but also in stature. Yep. He's um striking, I would say. Okay. Strike a striking fellow. So maybe we can we can sort of I'll have you watch that clip yep. and then we can compare notes, see if we could sort of like find the common threads mm-hmm. between mm. uh this real life fellow that sh- that yep. you've run across and then also this guy. Cause I, I would hazard a guess mm-hmm. there's gonna be some similarities. Well, you say that. I don't. I don't want to give anything away, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, Brian. <laughs> All I'm going to say. Bleach blonde gonna, hair. I, not bleach blonde hair. I'm just going to trail this by saying. The man ate the skin of a kiwi fruit. <laughs> okay. I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. I think that's. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. You I'm should ready. be. You should be, Brian. <laughs> there we go. I think we can leave it at that. On that bombshell. <laughs> okay, everybody. I just want to wish you a, a good week and say goodbye. <laughs>